Welcome to Dress to Manifest, a podcast for ambitious women who are ready to embody their best self through style and make their dreams a reality. I'm your host, Ariel Brittany, a personal stylist and confidence coach with a compassionate, intuitive, and spiritual approach to styling. I help heart-centered leaders and entrepreneurs shine in an authentic, aligned style that cultivates magnetic confidence and joy. Let's dress to manifest. Hello, and welcome back to the Dress to Manifest podcast. I am so excited about this week's episode topic because it is one that has been on my mind to share with you for a long time now, and one that has actually been just on my mind in general basically my whole life. And I know that sounds dramatic. But once I introduce the topic, I think that you'll relate and understand why. So this week's topic is glow-ups, defining a glow-up and how they are portrayed in media and what was the psychological impact that it had on us. And I think that it is complicated. It's not black or white because when we grew up with these movies, they became very near and dear to our hearts. They're quite beloved movies to us, and there is something so oddly satisfying about seeing glow-ups happen, and, you know, the classic stereotypical montages with the makeover scene, with the beauty and shopping montage, and the big reveal where the protagonists or multiple protagonists will come out walking in slow motion, and the camera zooms out and captures them strutting, and it zooms in on everybody's reactions. They're just their shock and their awe at the protagonist's uh, new look. And there's something really oddly satisfying about that. And I think that growing up, everyone has had that kind of fantasy of having that really dramatic glow up and having their like strut moment with like that strut music, that amazing like song that gets you feeling sassy and doing your strut down the hallway with everybody just doing that double take maybe it's just the leo in me but i'm i'm sure i'm not alone and just honestly saying that yeah there was this longing for that especially as i i mean i consider myself like an ugly duckling for sure (laughs) um where i had like glasses and braces when i was young and I felt like very uncomfortable in my body and I didn't really feel beautiful or really step into that confidence until I was much older. So watching those scenes was aspirational to me, but it was also confusing because there was mixed messages I was receiving as a young girl. It's like, hey, the inside counts, but also JK, lol, first you gotta change. And That's why I want to just kind of talk about and start a conversation about the nuances of this because I don't think that it's necessarily all wrong. I don't think that these makeover scenes are necessarily purely superficial either, but I think that there's a responsibility for them to kind of talk about, hey, like, is this all a glow up really is? Just purely everything happening on the outside. So I want to just kind of cover some movies with you, some ones that were very dear to me, that were quite iconic, and I think just when you think of a 
glow up or makeover scene in a movie or TV show. I just, these I think are the ones that really come up, especially on Google. (laughs) So there, she's all that. And you know that scene (laughs) where she, all she does is take off her glasses, get a freaking haircut and put on a red dress. But there's something so nostalgic about that kiss me song where she comes down the stairs and freddie prince jr is just like has this really all inspired look on his face when he looks at her and she changes to fit in with the popular crowd and to you know get freddie prince jr to like her despite being a bet and she doesn't know yet that she's a bet um if you haven't seen she's all that that is why she goes undergoes her glow up and that is definitely a recurring theme I see in other movies like Clueless where Ty who is played by Brittany Murphy she is taken in by Cher who is like a well-intentioned protagonist but she thinks that the way she could help Ty as a new girl at school is to help her change to fit in with her crowd of popular people And so she goes about it by giving her, like, one of my favorite makeover montages of all time, where she brings her into her house, gives her some new clothes, changes her hair, gives her, like, a makeover with um, new makeup and everything. And by the end of it, though, near the end, in, like, near the final act, one of the main conflicts is actually when Ty and Cher get into a fight and Ty just gives her this like, oh, I'm still thinking about it now. I'm like, that is one of the biggest burns ever that I've ever seen in a movie where she tells Cher, you're just a virgin who can't drive. And that's when Cher realizes, even though she did help Ty fit into the popular crowd, she successfully became part of the friend group and assimilated that she also might have impacted her friend negatively and Ty wasn't as sweet as she was before and she had negative internal change despite the physical and external glow up and this also happens with Katie and Mean Girls where she changes to go undercover for her new friends because she's also a new girl at school and she goes undercover with the plastics with regina gretchen and karen and eventually she stops being undercover and becomes a mean girl and she does it initially to get dirt on the plastics for her friends but then she herself becomes a plastic and that is an example of a physical glow up again resulting in negative character development but what is that telling us because i think that it's important to discern where getting in touch with what's usually stereotypically feminine doesn't equate to like evil or wrongdoing and i think that's a little bit of a problematic uh cliche i see play out in some movies where the girl who's not like other girls will all of a sudden get into what's stereotypically deemed as feminine by society and get into the makeup and the clothes and then all of a sudden she's now a mean girl and that is so not true that couldn't be further from the truth uh where we're so much more nuanced than that as women you can be 
a really exceptionally great person and still love those things and they don't equate to turning into a bad person and that's something that as a extremely girly girl growing up I definitely was concerned with seeing play out and another theme that I would see was changing to fit standards for either other people or a job so for instance there's Princess Diary so she changes to fit her grandmother's standards for being a princess and I remember even though that was definitely one of my absolute favorite scenes in the movie because I mean it was just with Paolo too and like the cucumbers on her eyes and her strappy black heels and then having the before and after photos covering her face and then taking them away like there is just um so many elements to it that me as a child like it really made my my five-year-old self so happy um but I remember by the end of it when the grandma Julie Andrews looks at her granddaughter and she tells the uh stylist the hairstylist and makeup artist better much better something about that really irked me as a kid even I was like better I mean different but is she really better is it just because her hair is straight just because she doesn't wear glasses and maybe I was salty as a kid too because I had glasses at a very young age but it definitely I don't think sent the right message especially to like a young kid who might have looked closer to the before picture than the after picture of Anne Hathaway another Anne Hathaway movie that was one of my favorite movies I think I've watched it probably as much as The Little Mermaid, which says a lot, is The Devil Wears Prada. And this one's interesting because it was the first time that when I was younger, I saw someone change not to fit into the popular crowd or to fit anyone else's standards for them, but literally to succeed at her job where she was doing it out of wanting to excel. And with my Capricorn rising, that very much resonated with me where I loved seeing fashion honed in a way to accelerate your success because I always had this inkling as a kid that fashion and style and clothing was so much more profound than it was really given credit for, especially watching shows like What Not to Wear and then watching this, it really validated that um, thought process for me as an elementary school kid. So in The Double Wars Prada, Anne Hathaway, who plays Andy, she has a very demanding boss played by Meryl Streep named Miranda Priestly, and she feels like she's trying everything, but realistically, at the beginning, she is mostly complaining and kind of just writing off all these fashion girls as shallow and, and deeming the fashion world as not as important as the kind of more substantial topic she wanted to write about as a writer. For her, she viewed this job as a stepping stone rather than a place for her to be present and succeed. They're like, oh, she's so clueless. Like, she doesn't know anything, right? And then she walks in just looking stunning in head-to-toe designer clothing, gorgeous, like, new haircut with bangs. Oh my gosh, that was the first moment I ever wanted bangs 
as a young kid and they're just like stunned and then from there she ends up really fully taking on the role and even outpacing Emily at her job. By the end of it, she realizes that she's turned into a person that she might not want to be like because Miranda compares her to herself and that frightens her and then she realizes that when she, spoiler alert, when she took Emily's spot on the trip for business to Paris, she realized that she had changed in a way she didn't like and then she ends up quitting, walking away from that job but then when Andy applies for another job for a writer's position somewhere else, she is surprised and taken aback when she gets Miranda's uh, recommendation for her to work there. And they have this moment where they see each other across the street in New York and they just kind of have like this respectful, like acknowledgement of each other. And Andy acknowledges how she's grown and you could tell because she is wearing a mix of the clothes that she had and when she was working at um, her job in fashion and then she kind of has a more grounded style that is more reminiscent of like the more casual Andy from the beginning. It is really interesting to see what happens where when we use style to help accelerate our success but then at the same time how do we not let it get out of hand and come at it from a place of empowerment rather than trying to fit in completely and then lose touch with ourselves? It is, it's just really fascinating to me. And then before I forget, another movie that has a really iconic glow up scene or makeover scene is Miss Congeniality. And Sandra Bullock plays Gracie Hart and she is a cop who goes undercover to do an investigation that has to do with the beauty pageant. So she goes undercover as a contestant and it's definitely an example of not like other girls complex where she is categorized as like the kind of girl who doesn't really have female friends and she is really good at boxing and she has like messy hair and she doesn't really care about her fashion and by the end of it she learns to value female friendships, not write the other contestants off as like ditzy and shallow, but she realizes that they're actually very kind, warm people that she considers friends by all of it. So that's why I think it is, again, more layered than it appears because it seems like these movies are trying to communicate a point to us about internal growth versus external transformation. The truth is glow-ups can happen inside or out and ultimately without the big character moment at the end that showcases the internal growth, the character development isn't over. It's not finished. Sure, they have the big makeover montage, but it is that big moment at the end that really seals the deal and leads us to the happy ending or the credits. So for instance, in Princess Diaries, that was the Catch a Falling Star moment where she's singing Catch a Falling Star in the rain in her broken down car after she had tried to run away from being a princess. And then she goes back in the uh, from the rain with Joe, her bodyguard, and they go into the event and she's like 
you know, not looking like a princess yet. She ha- she changes into the ball gown, but she's soaked in rain. She has like a hoodie on and the beauty is in how she is claiming her identity and really being a princess by acting the part and being a leader in that way. So that is an example of a big character moment. And then in The Devil Wears Prada, the big character moment is when she integrates the real Andy and the fashionable Andy. That happens when you see her leave and throw that phone that is ringing with Miranda calling into the fountain, which even as a kid, I was like, was that really necessary? I mean, it it added to the drama. I'll give it that. But she throws the phone into the fountain and then she goes after a job she knows she really feels is more authentic to who she is and who she wants to be. And you can see how she's wearing different clothing than what she was wearing at the beginning, but it's definitely elevated, like an elevated casual that really beautifully mixes what she liked from the beginning, which was like more casual wear, and then what she learned fashion-wise while she was at her fashion job. And in Miss Congeniality, again, she learned to value female friendships and understand that people are so much more than just basic stereotypes. An interesting and unconventional example of a glow-up that showcases these breaking of the stereotype is Legally Blonde. I love this movie and I love this example because Elle, who is played by Reese Witherspoon, she is a college student who gets her heart broken by her boyfriend or ex and he tells her it's because she's too blonde, too kind of ditzy and not serious enough for him and he is trying to go to Harvard and find someone who's more like a Jackie according to him than a Marilyn. So initially she starts her glow up by trying to fit his standard. But then the real glow up happens where she realizes she wants to go after her dreams of being a lawyer. She wants to be respected for who she is and what she knows she's capable of. She already fits the beauty standard. Elle is gorgeous and everybody knows that she's popular, she's sweet, she's the president of her sorority. But she realizes that people don't take her seriously when she's actually incredibly smart and savvy. And we can see this by how she gets into Harvard. My favorite line is when she says, what, like it's hard. (laughs) And she unapologetically goes for the internship with her peers, even though it's competitive and she believes in herself when nobody else does. And when people honestly treat her like she's a joke. Elle Woods, after Warner tells her that she's not smart enough, with her drive and determination after that moment, that's who I'm always trying to be. (laughs) I love how you could see her true grit come out of that moment and you could really see that Elle just doesn't need anybody else to validate who she knows she already is and she proves it to everybody by the end, but that's not really the point. The point is that she went on a journey of self-discovery that didn't have to do really with her appearance where it okay so it did have to do with her appearance but it was other people were judging her for her appearance because she was too pretty so it's very interesting to see how people will cast judgments on women 
because they're either not fitting the standard enough or they fit it well so that must mean you're not smart all complete lies total bullshit (laughs) we can be all of it we can be whatever we want I love that big moment at the end where she is wearing the pink business dress because she's integrating both parts of who she is. And her glow up really has to do with her going after her goals, proving others wrong, and then her wardrobe reflects that because you'll see how when she's trying to become more respected and academic, like her normally very flamboyant, bright, bold style gets more subdued and she dresses in more casual muted clothing and you could see at the end where she returns to her pink roots but she's wearing kind of a new business style that that mixes how she's changed and evolved and how her goals have changed with who she really is which is like a pink loving fashion loving gorgeous sweet super freaking smart woman who deserves respect no matter what she's wearing. And that is why I think that it's important to look at all of these layers and what these glow-ups are trying to tell us because you could see that despite having these um, big montages of makeovers, it's really the internal glow-up that makes the external one matter and transforming from the inside out with the intention of empowering ourselves could really just do wonders for our confidence and it's not shallow and it's not silly or just like girly nonsense it could be hugely hugely transformative and of course you can transform like from the outside to help with that internal growth because I know that whenever I put on a great outfit and I've seen my clients too where when they feel confident on the outside, it does give you an internal boost. But that is where the intention matters very heavily because as you could see, when these protagonists are doing it for other people to fit into the popular crowd, to fully assimilate at their corporate job, to go undercover, or to feel accepted by other people who expect them to change, you could see how the character growth isn't finished yet. That despite their external appearance changing they don't feel fulfilled quite yet and you know the credits aren't rolling yet and there's a reason why and I think it really has to do with doing it for you and no one else and that is my approach to styling too because I don't believe in trying to fit any box or any standard or follow the rules that other people put on us. It's really about integrating who you truly are with how you've evolved, not how you think you should change. That is my take on the different types of glow-ups that we've seen. I really believe glow-ups can be in all forms. Like It could be a glow-up in your health, a glow-up physically, like we see in these movies, but again, it's always the internal one that makes the external glow up matter. Okay, that is it for this week. I hope that you love this episode. If you have any other examples of your favorite glow ups, I would love to hear from you and we could just have fun talking about pop culture because pop culture is honestly one of my favorite things to talk about and let me know if you have any other type of pop culture topics that come to mind that you would love for me to talk about on the podcast. 
Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. If you need guidance with your personal style, I'd love to help you with my one-on-one personal styling and confidence coaching services. Whether it's for an event, your everyday style, or a brand photo shoot, we get you ready to embody your next level of growth with true-to-you outfits you absolutely love. Check out my website at www.arielbrittany.com and follow me on Instagram at ariel.brittany. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Dress to Manifest with Ariel Burtney is a production by Yali Christina Podcast Services.